You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Our community spotlight this week is with Chris Dickerson, and uh, we talked about this with Tony Kemp last year, Players for the Planet. And Chris is the uh, sports and sustainability manager for this group and played in the big leagues for seven years. And Chris, as we get into this and and learn the passion about this and learn how folks are involved in so many different platforms of professional sports, what was your first aha moment about this is something I think needs to be addressed. I've got a platform and maybe we can combine these things and get some attention and get some progress done. Appreciate you guys having me on and you did a great job with, uh, with Tony last year down there with that interview so I'm looking forward to this and that's a really good question actually because my aha moment actually when I got to the big leagues the first day that my first homestand that was my aha moment because two months prior I had started the initiative in the clubhouse when I was still in Louisville um, in AAA with the Reds and we were just trying to cut down on our our plastic use and so i had sent in a press inquiry to sig water bottles to get 50 bottles sent to the team and the story got picked up by espn mlb.com so the word was out that we were that i was trying to do something i didn't know what it was going to be i just know that i wanted to make a difference and just wanted to to do something that would um alleviate the amount of waste that we use as professional athletes and the, my first homestand, I looked up in the stands and I saw these fan club signs with the, you know, these white poster boards with the recycling symbol on it. And that, at that moment, I'm like, wow, for to come and respect what I'm doing so much and have a great interest to come out with that, with that sign um, shows me that we're at a tipping point as far as uh, environmental concerns and seeing the response from players around the league, the phone calls and the texts about the articles and you know, and then the fan response, I'm like, you know, what if I can get more athletes like myself that are eco, you know, e- you know, eco-minded to use our platform and our notoriety as catalyst for change? And that's how it started. Chris, we learned this with, with Tony when he came to the A's and his plus one effect. He does things aside from being involved with players for the planet. For you, was this part of your DNA even in the early days as a player even just growing up that you were a little more acutely aware of your surroundings and your planet and things just kind of circulating through your brain about how can I address this how can I make this better yeah yeah that's exactly right I mean growing up in Southern California particularly Los Angeles is part of my being and part of is is so ingrained in my background and the experiences that I was able to have here and even now, I'm just now coming over the 105 freeway overlooking Los Angeles and the SoFi Stadium. And you can see the amount of smog that we have. And you, you just for me, you picture, you know, last last year and the last two years, the fire on the hillside. And, you know, my office and growing up is, is right is in El Segundo. So, you know, having some of the, the adverse effects of, you know, ocean of waste mismanagement of ocean pollution in our rivers and waterways here, the the loss, the rapid loss 
of biodiversity and the rapid decline of some of the native animals such as mountain lions and you know California condors all these great animals that you learn learn about on field trips in southern california and going to the zoo and going to these national parks and you know it was it was devastating you know as you as you compile all these facts and see what the what the damage that's being done just on our on our own accord on our own accord just with mass population and stuff like that so you know, you know, look at the smog levels and, you know, kids not being able to show up to uh, baseball practice or soccer practice because of because of pollution and air quality advisories here in L.A. So it was just one of those things where I grew up I'd grown up around it. I would personally gotten sick from, you know, from waste and pollution that was, you know, that was mismanaged in beachside development. So, you know, this was my way to address, you know, address some of these issues. And that's kind of why we started out with a number of, of players that were from Southern California, because they, they understand what, what the progress that we, that we had to make and um, having the background that they did, it was important to use their voice of reason and, and, and personal experiences of growing up in Southern California and how we affect our, our, the environment around us. Chris Dickerson joining us. He's the sports and sustainability manager for Players for the Planet. You can see a lot of their information on their website, playersfortheplanet.org. Those that are involved, the different areas that they are uh, concentrating on and how you can also participate and learn more about their programs. Chris, plastic is a four-letter word, basically, in, in our world today. And looking at the website, shocked to read that only 9% of of all plastic is recycled 79% of it goes to landfills uh, how do you how do you push those numbers how, how do you get those numbers in an area where you can use those plastics in other areas of our life and maybe just begin to slowly uh, eliminate the plastic as it affects the waterways and every place else in our world I think we just have to be conscious about our choices. Um, just got off the phone with Brent Suter from Milwaukee They're, they just got their uh, aluminum water bottle Today. And that's a big step for other for another professional team to to kind of completely get away from uh, from plastic bottles. And uh, we did the same thing with the Tampa Rays. But you know, it's all about personal choices. And the thing is, is the thing about plastic <laughs> plastic water is in the in the long run, you can buy you know you can buy a hundred dollar water filter and save yourself twenty five hundred dollars in, in getting water. But and get instead of getting bottled water but it's just about the choices being it's being conscious about what we purchase conscious about what how we dispose of it um you know just staying away from plastic in general i think there's a, a number of different levels to waste reduction and you know we've been working with parlay for the oceans for the longest time and their biggest thing is um is intercept re uh repurpose and redesign and i think that you know we have to stop the flow of, of, of this waste into our waterways and rivers um, and oceans. And then we have to find ways to really take the plastic to get more resources, to get more, you know, recycling bins into the, into the hands of the youth and schools and facilities where we're giving people an option to properly dispose of them and then find new and innovative ways to reuse that plastic. And hopefully then we can see those numbers go down. But, you know, when I, when we went down to the DR, every time we step on a beach in the Dominican Republic, it's, um, it's very, it's really, it's incredibly humbling knowing that, you know, we're, we're putting so much effort and uh, we just have so much, so, so, so far to go as far as educating people about the harm um, that plastic does and finding and convincing uh, people of using alternatives. So, 
you know, I'm happy to see that these guys are, are taking, uh, you know, taking the reins of this movement um, across the league and demanding more of their teams as far as plastic and recycling and better and uh, better ways to reduce their, their waste and their, their, their footprint um, on the environment. And uh, so, you know, my biggest thing is just, it's it low hanging fruit, start with a recycling or a reusable water bottle, get a water filter, um, you know, be adamant about putting, you know, the proper plastics in the right, in the right bins. Cause that was, that was something that was taught to me as a kid. And I still laugh about it to this day. Cause I still don't know how my dad made, uh, three, three bucket recycling, uh, center out of uh, PVC pipe when I was a kid. So shout out to my dad for that one. Chris, uh, as we learn about what you and your group are doing, playersforthe.planet.org, and you've gotten so many players involved, are we in an era now? We saw it through, you know, through COVID and through all the, the social interactions, the social challenges that our country still has, our planet still has. Do you feel like that we're at a point now where not just the baseball players platform, but other platforms that you've uh, incorporated as well with other sports, that that the athlete really senses a, a, a sense of pride, a sense of power or empowerment, and the ability to really get messages across in, in much needed areas like this? Yeah, man, it's been crazy. And you're asking some really good questions today, by the way. So I'm gonna give you a fist bump through the phone right now um, because what we've experienced since we did our first big cleanup um, down in the DR and just so fortunate to have guys like Nelson Cruz, Robinson Cano and Ahmed Rosario and all these guys really step up and, and be present and be involved. But obviously the power that they have, that those veteran players have resonated through the entire league to where not only do we have established big leaders, um, you know, getting on board with players for the planet, but the, the overwhelming outreach from young players that are in the minor leagues that studied environmental sides at, at Texas A&M, at Stanford, at, um, at Washington, it's a different generation. When I went to the UN in 2009, it was just like, yeah, you know, I love what you're doing. And, you know, I, you know, I, I get it. And, you know, you know, I, you know, I get it. I love the earth, you know, let's do this. But now those veteran players back then, now that they have families and the shift that we've made to the, this, this sense of urgency now, those players are much more involved now and it's and I look back and it's unfortunate that it's kind of taken this um you know this seismic shift um in understanding the the actual danger and the peril that we're out that we're at you know after that last release of the climate impact report um and not to throw Evan under the bus but he's Evan Longoria um he's just kind of one of those guys where it's like oh yeah cool cool but the the what resonates now now that we have families, we have kids, and understanding the impact that we have now is what we're going to be handing down uh, to the next generation. So I think that now, if, as we've gotten older, it really starts to hit home to understand, you know, the 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 condition in which we're going to be handing uh, the planet over to the next generation. And I think that hits home um, a lot more. So. Combine that with the older guys, the the veteran guys that we have, and these kids that are coming up, the Max Muncies, the the Connor Blairs, all these guys that are have been so involved in college throughout high school. Um, that's the future. Those are the generations that are going to step up and take over the reins of of players for the planet one day. So um, you know that kind of reflects a lot of the attention 
um, from the from the athletic uh, the athletic world that we've been getting right now, and I'm, I'm excited to see it, but I'm also um, you know wary that it's going to take much a lot more than just athletes being you know getting out and you know encouraging people to get out and and take action. It's gonna it's gonna be you know our you know it's gonna be federal and world you know world economies and and local government federal governments that are really gonna have to and corporations really that are really gonna have to massively overhaul. Um, how they manufacture and how they do business for for us to go in the right direction. Chris, all you have to do is go to the playersfortheplanet.org website and see it's a who's who of players. You mentioned the guys that were with you in the DR and other players with other clubs. So you talk about minor league players, other sports as well. But how do you, it's great. I'm, I'm listening to this and I'm saying this makes a lot of sense. I, I hear some things that really spark my uh, interest as, as a fan that sits on the other side you know, of the fence, other side of the netting. How do you, in your group, how do you build that army? How do you get people involved? Where do people go that are not wearing professional uniforms, but they they have the same passions uh, for all the right reasons that you and your group do? How do they get involved with what you're doing? Yeah, I mean, go to the website, sign up. We have two. Uh, we have two options for people to sign up. I mean, just uh, you know, non-professional and just you know, and, and it can be college and youth athletes, coaches, anybody who's looking to make a difference and looking to do something in their community. We have uh, we have two signups available. Um, you can sign up for our general newsletter to be tapped into what we're doing, to get involved in events, and um, you know, support you know, support us through donations, but also just uh, keeping tabs on the, the number of events that we'll be doing chris uh you know i, but, I live in phoenix you know, also go ahead yeah yeah and phoenix is the one thing evan and shane Beaver are both phoenix guys um and you know they personally requested that they wanted to find ways to do more in the phoenix area but that's a great thing it's just these guys were able to get out and use their geographical um, you know, background where all these guys are from. It's like, you know, Mitch Keller from the Pittsburgh Pirates, he's from Iowa. And never would I thought that we'd be go to, to go to Iowa and to do an education program and to replace trees that were knocked down for the, from the storm. But it's with the broad, the broad geographical range that these guys have, you know, I just, so it's great to have so many opportunities for so many sports fans uh, to come out and get involved. So head to the website, sign up. Um, you know, you can reach out through um, info at playersfortheplanet.org uh, to reach out to, to us if you have any kind of inquiries or um, questions about getting more involved. Uh, we can always field those questions and we'll get back to you. Um, you know, we appreciate all the support and we look forward to hearing from everybody. So, um, you know, sign up or uh, reach out to us at info playersfortheplanet.org. Just living in Phoenix in the winter, the, where I was going with that is, uh, look, I've taken my family to just about every big league ballpark working in, in both leagues, uh, thankfully, for an extended period of time. But when we go to the Waste Management Phoenix Open, it is zero it's waste. It's 100% sustainability. And that seems like such a – and look, they get the largest crowds at any golf tournament every year. It's a people's event, as they say, and yet the, the way that the uh, – and the information is out and people really get on board with this. How can that how can that blend into an NBA facility, a major league ballpark, a soccer facility? It seems like that would be something that there's got to be a, a way to try to find a partnership along those lines to maybe have or start to have some of those successes moving forward. 
Yeah, they've set the bar, and um, it's been really it's been fascinating to watch ever since 2008, 2009, and seeing you know being in the central and having waste management's hub in Houston, Texas, and seeing the beginnings of what they were trying to do with the Astros to what they're doing now in 2022, uh, 2022 with the waste management open because. I, I lived in Phoenix for three years and I've I've seen the the um the kind of the evolution of that waste management open and it's phenomenal what they're doing now as far as the the ex- accessibility to bins um you know the continuing education on how to sort your waste um you know whether it's your beer cup your water bottle or your food and you know addressing the food waste and compost and organics and be able to support support these um you know these little known um habits in which we can start to form if we have that type of excitement and we have the accessibility to it um and then having it be fun and engaging like the like the game that they did with charlie hoffman um, and talking to them with the Brewers, we're planning on doing, you know, kind of the same thing where it's, you, you can get these guys together and get the youth educated and people educated to where it becomes fun. Um, you know, that's the biggest thing. So waste management is doing tremendous things. We're at, you know, and I'll, I'll admit 100% that we're definitely going to take a page out of their book um, this year, working with teams across the league and finding new and fun ways to engage um, youth and sports fans, whether it's just like the waste management open, the waste sorting competition, where you get a bunch of plastic and you determine, you know, what goes in organic, what can be composted, what goes in plastic and what goes to the landfill. And those are the biggest things. And as long as we can uh, get people to understand, I think we'll see great change in people's behaviors. Um, what they're doing in Milwaukee is pretty special as well uh, with, uh, with SEJ and being able to reuse and uh, repurpose what the, what those beer cups um, into scrubbing bubble into scrubbing bubbles products uh, and then obviously with the brewers getting uh, the team uh, the team bottles they're really doing um, some really unique things as far as uh, you know reducing plastic and finding innovative ways to, to reuse that so um, you know waste management uh, you know they're they're doing it right well Chris I really appreciate the time you've you've really enlightened us and continue to uh explain you know the realities of what our world is like you're on the front lines literally you're on shorelines in the united states you're on shorelines worldwide you're in front of those that can help make a difference and you've got a, an army of athletes that are building into an army of just uh, people that are concerned and want to get this right and i can't thank you enough for for doing this with our community spotlight players for the planet.org chris dickerson the sports and sustainability manager chris will stay in touch really appreciate you spending some time with us yeah, absolutely, and hopefully I'll run into you uh, next week uh, on Earth Day. We'll be down on the field for uh, for Tony's presentation. He actually has no idea that it's coming, but we'll uh, we'll be there for Earth Day, and um, you know, hopefully everybody out there has an idea of what they want to do as far as how to how to help the planet, whether it's plant a tree, um, buy a reusable water bottle, and take a number of actions on April twenty second to uh, to make a difference. So I'll be uh, I'll be in Oakland, looking forward to seeing the boys. Look forward to seeing another Oakland A's game in the Coliseum. Look forward to meeting you, Chris. Thank you so much. Thanks, man. This has been a presentation of the Oakland Athletics. Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story and one of the best 
stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company, and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams, including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on Wasabi action. So why is Wasabi the MVP? Well, Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazons of the world are charging. In fact, Wasabi is up to 80% less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data. From Wasabi's AI-enabled intelligent media storage, Wasabi Air, to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals, data deletion, and ransomware, Wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based championship team. 